This is Josh Sumby, and I'm a sales agronomist for CHS Egg Services in Drayton, North Dakota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Egg Services, providing solutions for your success. Good morning, Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Don Wick with Randy Conan in studio. We'll have a report from Whitney Pittman as well. Congressional negotiators worked throughout the weekend to find a compromise on border security and new money for Ukraine, but they were unsuccessful. House Speaker Mike Johnson has the two issues linked. Both parties are divided on immigration policy, and lawmakers were unable to come up with a framework agreement within their self-imposed deadline. The Treasury Department will use the so-called GREET model as it allocates tax credits for sustainable aviation fuel. It's a first step in the process that has the potential to be big news for renewable fuels made from soybeans and corn. Under the current guidance, sustainable aviation fuel must uh, made from corn-based ethanol is not eligible for the tax incentive. However, the adoption of the GREET model is considered a positive move by ag groups and the biofuels industry. North Dakota Senator John Hoven praised the one-year farm bill extension during his appearance at the North Dakota Farmers Union annual meeting. It's really important we got a one-year extension rather than these short-term deals so folks know that they can plan for next year and they're going to be covered under the farm programs the way they should be. Hoven says this extension gives time to make necessary improvements. We hadn't got to what I think we need to have in a farm bill. And that means more farm in the farm bill. That means crop insurance that truly works. It makes it easier to buy up higher levels of coverage. That means updating the reference prices uh, for PLC and ARC. So we've got a countercyclical safety net. That means conservation programs that are uh, farmer friendly, flexible, uh, and uh, you know not mandatory. Uh, not one size fits all. That means good trade. That means help uh, and support for our livestock guys. Uh, things like our cattle contract library to get you know better pricing, better transparency, more help on uh, some of the uh, livestock disaster programs, LFP, ELAP, LIP, that kind of thing. Many farm groups are hoping Congress will pass the new farm bill in the first half of 2024. National Cattlemen's Beef Association President Todd Wilkinson is not as optimistic about getting that done. Not sure we're going to get it done by September even of next year, but I am more optimistic by the end of 2024. And the reason for that is Senator Stabenow uh, retires at the end of 24, and, and she wants to get a farm bill as part of her legacy. So that works to our advantage. We, we, uh, we can use that as a negotiating position to maybe get this farm bill uh, through. Wilkinson is a South Dakota rancher and was featured at the Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association Convention. The North Dakota Farmers Union with their annual meeting and convention Friday and Saturday in Bismarck. Red River Farm Network Farm Broadcaster Whitney Pittman was there. NDFU President Mark Watney says members were excited to hear updates across all projects and business North Dakota Farmers Union worked on in 2023. Well, we also have about three, four businesses we report on here. So we had our restaurant report on Thursday evening. Uh, we had our Farmers Union Enterprise Industries with our rendering plants and our uh, pet food and all that report and uh, we had our insurance report which we have very positive on the agencies and a lot of challenges on the on the mutual side of the business but again we report it and let the members know what we're doing and things are good the farmers union is moving forward and we're feeling great Watney participated in a Q&A session where he was able to hear and address concerns directly from the membership. I think there's quite a bit of concern around the insurance industry as a whole because premiums are probably going up and, and it's industry-wide. Obviously that comes with the fact that we're having very severe storms and uh, they tend to impact that price in insurance products that we buy. 
one concern. Uh, other things, uh, things of, you know, keeping animal agriculture popular, getting processing in the state, adding soybean processing. So they're all looking forward to some value-added projects. Uh, again, we're working on that. Uh, we're investing in malting in the state, uh, just doing a lot of things to try to bring, again, some additional income into the farm. And then, of course, working on farm bill and legislation. So members are all engaged. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. Weekend rainfall in Brazil was confined to the Rio Grande do Sul, Santa Catarina, and southern Paraná. Hot, dry conditions were seen through the rest of the country. World Weather Incorporated says the chance for rain is expected to increase this week. Most areas should see some relief before the end of the week. The National Oilseed Processors Association membership crushed 189 million bushels of soybeans in the month of November. That is the second highest all-time crush for any month after the October record crush. Soybean oil stocks increased 7% to 1.21 billion pounds. Reporting Agriculture's Business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. National Farmers Union President Rob LaRue addressed North Dakota Farmers Union members and remain, uh, reminded them of the importance of staying in contact with legislators as work continues on the next farm bill. I always like to remind folks that they do have uh, a voice and a power and it's really important to, to stay involved and engaged. Uh, but, you know, typically uh, in an environment like this, uh, there are lots of questions uh, around a farm bill. Uh, for me right now, in, in terms of getting a farm bill done and so forth, I am just pushing as hard as possible that we have to get that done as early into next year as possible. If we aren't willing to uh, uh, push hard for that, then I think the inevitable uh, default is either lame duck at the end of the year, uh, next year or into the following year, which is really a missed opportunity. LaRue says now is an exciting time for farmers across the country. Partly because of our work on uh, the lack of competition and lack of access to markets that so many producers have, and it's been this way for a while in agriculture, but uh, we've decided to speak up and to actually try to find solutions for that. So beyond that, you know, one thing I haven't, uh, I didn't share on the stage, but, you know, I think is really exciting is uh, a lot of the uh, kind of future uh, in biofuels and with uh, guidance out of the Treasury Department uh, related to the tax credit with sustainable aviation uh, fuel. I think this is like a huge, huge opportunity for farmers uh, here in the future. Optimism remains in the beef business. Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association past president Grant Breitkreitz offered his viewpoint during the group's annual convention. The markets these last few months since October has been a roller coaster and and to the downside, you know, for the fed cattle. But but we all know in this industry we got the lowest cow numbers ever recorded in history. So the, hopefully this market's going to come back and straighten out to where we were a few months ago and uh, put profitability back in these cattle. Breitkreitz remains an advocate for membership in the state association. Why is it important to be a member? Because there are more people trying to eliminate us from animal agriculture in the state and in the nation than there are people advocating for it. So that's why it's very important to be a member because through your membership we can fund people sure. to, to keep an eye on what's happening in St. Paul and in Washington, D.C. And to be real honest, with, with more and more membership, our voice is heard louder and louder. The Securities and Exchange Commission has issued a cease and desist order against Agridime. Uh, Agridime LLC, a Texas-based company, was doing business in North Dakota and allegedly was behind a massive cattle Ponzi scheme. 
According to the SEC, Agrodime secured more than $191 million from 2,100 investors in 15 states. The company ran ads promising annual returns for 15 to 32 percent related to the purchase of the cattle. The SEC froze Agrodime assets after it reportedly continued to sell cattle contracts in North Dakota and Arizona after it had been told to stop. With this legal action, the North Dakota Department of Agriculture also denied Agrodime's state livestock dealer license. The livestock market strengthened going into the close on Friday. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says the market feels like it put in its lows. It feels like we socked in low. Um, big close on cattle to end the week. And uh, also, you know, the hog market's been in just this uh, bear market, you know, uh, a lot of losses, very similar to what we had in 1998, uh, hog industry depression. So maybe that liquidation is really uh, going to pay dividends down the road. So anyway, I think we found some support there. Friday's close should lead to a better market this week. Cattle market, uh, just to remind the trade that uh, seasonally, the last week of December is typically a very strong seasonal demand on cash cattle and domestic demand. So let's see if that shows up. Good close. Uh, does give us a better opportunity for some uh, positiveness. In its quarterly report on agricultural conditions, the Farm Credit Administration reports the farm credit system enjoyed solid financial results during the first nine months of the year. The loan portfolio is performing well with non-performing assets at a low 0.53% rate for outstanding loans. Capital and liquidity levels are good, but higher interest rates and lower commodity prices are a concern. As of December 1, potatoes held in storage totaled 285 million hundredweight. That's up 10% from December of a year ago. That represents 66% of the production this past year. In North Dakota, 74% of this year's crop is in storage. In Minnesota, 68%. This is the Red River Farm Network. Good morning. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. The Labor Department has completed its annual update for the mandated wages for H-2A workers. Effective January 1st, the average hourly wage is 1850 an hour in Minnesota, 1832 per hour in North Dakota and South Dakota. That's above the national average of $16.98 per hour. Meanwhile, the National Council of Agricultural Employers has petitioned the Labor Department to change the methodology for determining adverse effect wages rates for H-2A workers. Milk production in the year ahead is expected to increase by less than 1%. USDA Ag Outlook Board Chairman Mark Jekinowski says that will be reflected on the price on the farm. We actually expect uh, the all-milk price to average a little bit lower next year in 2024. Uh, our forecast right now is $20.25 per hundredweight. The 1% increase in milk production is forecast to reduce milk prices by 1.5%. The Canadian government is expected to announce its new electric vehicle availability standard this week. The rule would require all of the vehicles sold in Canada to be zero emissions by 2035. The Toronto Star reports the regulations will mandate 20% of new vehicle sales be EVs by the year 2026. That moves up to 60% by 2030 and 100% by the year 2035. Checking markets this morning, we're starting the day on the downside as we checked uh, Minneapolis wheat 
Uh, as we speak, down nine cents for March at seven twenty-one and three quarters. Chicago wheat for March down seven and a half, and the hard red winter wheat March contract down eleven and three quarter cents. March corn one and a half lower, four eighty-one and a half is the quote. The soybeans for January thirteen fourteen. That's down by one and three quarter cents. Both soybean meal and soybean oil trading higher as we speak. Checking in on the farm calendar. Soybean producers and crop advisors are encouraged to participate in the Getting It Right Soybean Production Webinar tomorrow morning. It starts at 8.30. This is organized and conducted by NDSU Extension and supported by the North Dakota Soybean Council. This is an online-only meeting. It will be hosted by Zoom. The 2024 small grain update meetings for wheat, soybean, and corn producers coming up January 9th through the 12th. Uh, that'll be uh, Tuesday the 9th in Dilworth. Then the 10th, they'll be in Ada and Crookston. On the 11th, Hallock and Roseau, St. Hilaire on the uh, 12th of January. Uh, they also have uh, small grain update meetings in Morris January 15th and the Clay County crop update January 16th. So take note of that schedule uh, the Sugar Beet Research Reporting Session, January 9th on the schedule. That'll be held uh, at the Holiday Inn in Fargo. A lot of great research coming out of that meeting. And, of course, uh, we've got the uh, Lake Region Extension Roundup. It's uh, on the schedule. Uh, that'll be uh, that first week of January. Make sure you uh, make your plans now in Devil's Lake. Have yourself a great Monday, a great week. This is the Red River Farm Network.